I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors. We get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most. Their smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Shout out to our sponsors, e2lab.com. Look, if you're interested in non-GMO vegan products to really boost your energy and detox your body to really balance your life, then you got to go check out e2lab.com. It's detox your body and rebalance your life because honestly, we have toxins that come into our body every single day and you want to make sure your blood and whatnot is completely clean of those non-GMO vegan products. Go check it out at e2lab.com. I'm right now on Ultra Slim Cleanse, which gets rid of the candida in your blood. It's awesome. Okay, great. So this is The Win with Heather Havenwood. Today, we're going to be talking to Joan Sokin. Joan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Joan today. She helps entrepreneurs and practitioners experience freedom from struggle personally, professionally, and financially. This is the expert when it comes to understanding how emotions learned in early childhood can affect a person's business and financial outcome. Thousands have benefited from her groundworking book, Build Your Money Muscles, and her online program. Joan's newest book is, quote, The Search for Connection, A Spiritual Journey to Physical, Emotional, and Financial Health. So welcome. This is going to be a fun interview. I think so. Let's, <laughs> looking forward to it. Good. Well, we're already in it, right? So you look forward to it anymore. So tell us about your book on Build Your Money Muscles. Because, I mean, you're a woman, and I know that for me, anyway, I grew up in a very Southern view of the world, and that was the men took care of the finances and the women didn't. Now that's changed, but that was what I was taught from my mom and she was taught from her mom and on and on it goes, right? So tell us what what that book is about. Is it geared towards females or just in general? Just in general. The subtitle is Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. Oh, great. And it's got some very original stuff in it. I learned this. I had two millionaire brothers and I couldn't rub two pennies together. And so many years ago in the 1970s, I said, why are they able to do that? And I'm in this very depressed, deprived situation. Yeah. And that kind of set me on my journey. And what I've come to understand is that our emotions are the creative force behind our life stories. We have beliefs that lead to thoughts that lead to emotions. And that combination 
informs our decisions. And our decisions are what create our life stories. We behave as a result of our decisions. So over the years, and, and this was in the 1970s, and there wasn't a whole lot of information. And I came from a family where one of the spoken rules was mm-hmm. Sotkins don't feel. What's that? Wait, 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 wait. What? what? <laughs> Sock? Oh, Sotkins is your last name. I'm like, what's a right. Sotkin? Okay, sorry. So your family yeah, My feel. father had all these rules for Sotkins because we were <laughs> the only Sotkins in the United States. And he was a little nuts. So he taught us to be different. But one of the things he said was mm-hmm. Sotkins don't feel. And I was the girl in the family and I did a lot of feeling and it was stop crying. And yeah, so I had a lot of mixed messages about what I was supposed to be feeling. Interesting. And, (laughs) and, and my father was a debtor. He was a compulsive debtor. He would buy things that he couldn't afford. My mother was the co-compulsive debtor and (laughs) he'd come home and say, I bought a boat and she'd go, Bruce, you know, and it was all this stuff going on in the family. So I never really learned that it was a good idea to save. My father would teach me things like, you've got the ideas, the banks have the money, go get the money. And forgot to tell me to pay it back. So, <laughs> you know. So, oh my God. Like, by the way, I, I just want to stop you for just a second. I really want you to continue. But that's, I mean, think about that. Some people have, you know, when they were kids, money doesn't grow in trees. Your dad's like... Go get the idea. Go get, Go get the That's money. really different. I have to say, yes, your uh, dad yeah. was quite unique. How did that play out in your life? Well, uh, well, first of all, the one thing that he did that was good when uh-huh. I was a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. he said to me, I'm sick and tired of you asking for money. I'm going to give you a thousand dollars and that has to last the whole year. Don't ask for me for money again. And I actually got a steno pad and each month I divided into four weeks and I actually kept track of everything I spent. And at the end of the year, I had $300 left over. Wow. But, but before I knew it, and this was a long time ago, so $1,000 <laughs> is like $4,000 today. And at the end of the year, I had this money left. And pretty soon when my father was going bankrupt, my mother borrowed the money from me. So I now had nothing left. And the next time I saved money, my soon-to-be husband, who mm. is no longer my husband, borrowed the money from me. So I learned that it didn't pay to save. And Ooh. I I had I really had no boundaries. Now, this was a long time ago. We're talking about the 1960s and 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So there was no internet. There wasn't a whole lot of information. Well, I remember after I started my my crystal business, which grew very quickly to the point where I was bringing in in today's money, $50,000 a month. Oh, wow. And I I remember going to the bank and saying, I've reached my level of incompetence. I have no idea how to handle this money. And they thought it was funny. So they just lent me more money, you know, and that just didn't work. So I wound up going bankrupt, even Mm. though I was earning all that money. And I came to understand that the reason I went bankrupt was because I had no idea how to manage cash flow. And so over the years, I really taught myself how to manage cash flow and at the same time to understand how debting kept me connected to my father and all the emotions of shame and deprivation and all those things that I was acting out through my money. And that's what I put in Build Your Money Muscles and in the work that I'm doing now. Now I'm, I'm doing a course on rewiring your brain for financial freedom. 
so that I can help people understand that whatever they're doing, how they think, what they believe, how they feel, and how they behave, they're just habits. And by understanding brain science, mm-hmm. you can you can change your habits. So it's not like you've done anything wrong. I wasn't a bad girl. I had just learned these things from my family. Right. So I had to develop new habits, but no one had ever taught me really how to do that. So there's a couple of things going on that I, I might hear. One, you know, I didn't grow up in your era, but I but I did the same time. I mean, we all, I think we all have our family teaches us about money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's always the best way. Right. So I can relate to a lot of things you're saying. My parents, my parents were, quote unquote, supposedly wealthy. So they say (laughs) I don't I was young and then we had a huge divorce and uh, no one got the money The the divorce attorneys got all the money. And we ended up my mom got custody. We ended up uh, bankrupt. I was like 12 or 13. We had to move out of the house, you know, and it was like, why are we moving? Like, we're, you know, bankrupt. And I thought to myself in that moment, I'm smarter than that, than my parents. I'll never have bankrupt. Like, that's crazy. What's wrong with you stupid people? And uh, funny enough, how that goes around when I was uh, 30, I filed bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my father had gone bankrupt. And yeah. so I went bankrupt. Yeah. And, and Interesting. Because we didn't learn, didn't learn how to manage cash flow. Right. I didn't learn. Even though we went bankrupt, it's not like I learned after that. You know what I mean? My mom still suffered and she just didn't know how to handle it. So here I am, like, I'm smarter than them. I'm going to yeah, figure right. it out. <laughs> They're stupid parents, you know, and here I am 30 years like, oh, what happened? You know, and I share right. the story, a lot of the emotion. But then you went, once you go through for me, once I went through that, I'm like, okay, got it. I didn't know what I'm doing. So how do I rebuild that muscle? You, there's just so many things out there about money of the financial advisor side. And then you have the, you know, spiritual side. Like, how do you know the build your money muscles this way? will make prosperity. You know, is there is there something that you found that you're like, oh, this is it? Or is it just your experience? Well, first of all, it's never the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. But I approach it from two different points of view. First, what do you have to change internally so that you understand why you're doing what you're doing and what has to be altered? And the other thing is what financial skills do I need to develop in order to make it more stable? For example, I I understood that I had to learn how to manage cash flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's amazing to me how many entrepreneurs don't really take good care of their money. They don't keep track. They they keep track by looking at their bank Bank balance online. They don't know how to run a P&L. They don't know about balance sheets. And when I say those words, even the word cash flow management, people just kind of shrink and go, oh my God, I don't, I don't want to do that. Right. But if you, if you want to have a successful business, there are two things you have to, have to learn. One is how to manage money. You're in business to make money and your business is an extension of you and all of your habits. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At E2Lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to E2Lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. 
Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. If you have all this stuff from childhood, particularly if you experienced any kind of abuse or neglect, there was alcoholism in the, in the family, any kind of trauma, that's going to affect your financial outcomes. Because if you don't understand your emotions, if you don't have emotional intelligence, those unexpressed emotions, emotions are energy, and if they're not expressed, they've got to come out somehow. Emotions by their nature need to be expressed. If they don't, there are actually these neuropeptides, these biological substances that get stuck in your body. And if they're not released, they're going to find an avenue of expression. And one of those avenues is through physical disease. There's a, a direct connection between emotions and your physical health. The other way is through your behaviors. And one of the best ways to act out these emotions that are unexpressed is through your money. Let me give you an example. When you look at your bank balance, do you go, oh, wow, look how much money I have? Or do you say, oh, my God, look what's happening. At this age, I should have more money. I'll never reach my income potential. If all those things are going through your mind when you're looking at your bank balance, you're feeling shame which has nothing to do with your money. The money, what you're looking at are just numbers. There's no rule that you have to feel upset about the numbers. Now, people will feel upset about $100 as a bank balance or, or even $10,000 as a bank balance because all the emotions, the fear of losing what you have, feeling deprived, all those things are still inside of you. And when you look at your money, you're going to feel those feelings. It has nothing to do with money. Interesting. Okay, so all those emotions come up when they're logging into their Bank of America account or whatever, and they're looking yes. at this number, and then there's emotions attached to it, like there's uh, only $1,000 in there. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a stupid, right? Or whatever is coming up. I'm just making this up, okay? Or yeah. there's 10 grand, or there's 100 grand. Oh, I'm still stupid. I'm horrible, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The easiest mm -hmm. way to notice this is, particularly if you don't have a good emotional vocabulary, is to notice whether you feel contracted or expanded. Ooh, that's really good. I like that. I you know, that. because your emotions don't happen in your head. There is a kinesthetic experience in your body because those neuropeptides that I mentioned mm -hmm. attach themselves to receptors in your cells and you in your organs, and you actually feel something in your gut or in the back of your neck. It's, it's, it's a physical sensation that you have with an emotion. And that's a good way to learn to recognize what you're feeling. So you don't even have to have a vocabulary. You don't have to say, well, I'm feeling betrayed with a little bit of sorrow. You don't have to say that. You just have to know that you feel contracted. Interesting. And so that, okay, so this is great. This is, we're going through this. We're opening our Chase account, we're looking, we're looking at the number, whatever it is, a dollar, two thousand, hundred thousand, and then we feel contracted. What do we do then? Like, okay, I'm feeling contracted. Okay. So the first step, yeah. the the protocol I use is recognize, release, replace, and repeat. Because what you have to do is build new neural pathways in your brain so that you create a new habit of emotional response. Okay, repeat that. That was good. Repeat that again. 
Okay, recognize, mm-hmm. release, replace, and repeat. Good. Because okay. new neural pathways form when you keep repeating an experience over and over again. So you're going to recognize that you feel contracted, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to say to yourself, when did I feel this before? Hmm. Because it's not just contracted. There's a whole gestalt of feelings, okay? And very often you'll remember a time in the past, either related to money or not, when you had a similar feeling. And if you're feeling contracted, then it probably wasn't a pleasant experience. So once you recognize that you're, this is a feeling that you've had multiple times, you're understanding this habit that is yours. Mm-hmm. The next stage is release. Now, the simplest release that I've learned is you notice where in your body the contraction is, and then you make the sound of the feeling. Okay. Pe- make people start out with little sounds like, <laughs> the idea <laughs> is to get to the point where you're, Ugh. I learned that I needed a yelling towel so my neighbors couldn't hear me and I'd yell into the towel. And this can be done with, with these feelings of contraction. It can be done with pains in your body because pain in your body is an expression of emotional pain. So you put your hand over the pain, you make the sound of the pain. And I used to have a lot of pain and it's amazing how it goes away. Maybe not completely the first time, but there's a shift. And, and once you realize that your emotions aren't permanent and you have power to let them go, it gives you a sense of empowerment and understanding that you're not stuck with this for the rest of your life. So, so I want to share one piece, right? So this is great, by the way. I'm really listening in, intently. I remember that I have a particular one, right? When I was around, okay. I don't know, I don't know my age. I'm thinking like eight, nine. Let's just play with that. So my parents were going through divorce at the end. And I remember hearing probably from some parent or some adult that we didn't have any money anymore or something like this. Okay. And I remember going, well, I really want a car when I'm 16. So I'm going to save for a car. So I started doing like errands and different funds, like cleaning up and asking my mom for a dollar or whatever it was. And I was saving all this money and I was saving it in a shoebox <laughs> under my bed. It's so safe there. And under my bed and I would pull it out and I'd come home and I'd count the money. You know, it's like $20 and I look in the newspaper, like a car is eight grand or whatever it was. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, if I could just do this now until I'm 16, that I'll have a car. And I remember coming home one day from school, I pull out my shoebox <laughs> and it's empty. It's empty. And my mom's behind me. And I'm like, mom, what happened? And she had this look on her face and she's like, the maid took it. And I knew right then she was lying. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So there's a whole lot of stuff you learned there. Okay. Yeah. What was it? I'm very well, curious. First of all, that was traumatic. It was. It was okay. traumatic. And it was like, it was like you were struck. Someone hit you. It was, yeah. it was, it was really difficult. And so that would have affected your trust levels. What you believed was possible. It was like when I said my mother and my soon-to-be husband borrowed the money that I had saved. It was like this, this sense of emptiness. Yeah. What good is this? Right. And so 
that to me is a, a psychological event that has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And what's available today is all these techniques like EFT, emotional freedom technique, and be set free fast, which is the one I use the most. I have the, the power word technique in, in, in the Build Your Money Muscles book. There are ways of clearing that emotional charge mm-hmm. and shifting your beliefs. Okay, we're stop right there on a subconscious level. On a subconscious level, so we're gonna go to break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna have her come talk about this and and coach me through my traumatic pain. All right, we'll be okay. right. We'll be right back. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to the Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Okay, we're back. We are talking about my traumatic uh, situation. It was traumatic, right? So uh, if you weren't just now tuning in, it really is about me sitting there. I'm eight, nine years old. I'm pulling out this cardboard box, you know, and I'm, I'm all excited because I'm the one that earned this money, right? I'm earning this money because I'm, I'm here to help my mom. That's what the whole purpose was when I was a kid help my mom relieve the burden of the money. And I was going to save until I was 16 for the car. And then one day I open it up and it's empty. Okay. Okay. So in remembering that, and you Mm -hmm. obviously have a clear memory of that. Oh yeah. The moment's very there. (laughs) Okay. Where in your body are you feeling? Oh, my stomach. Definitely. Like my stomach. Oh God. Oh yes. And it's, it's like, it's like contracted and, and when else have you had that feeling since then? Oh, all the time. Probably when I open my bank account. <laughs> okay. I'm so anything here. that has to do with money mm-hmm. is a difficult thing. You don't trust it's always going to be there for you. No. Oh, my God. No. Correct. Okay. okay. You nailed so, it. Yeah. I don't always trust it's going to be there for me. So first of all, I'd like you to focus on the feeling in your, in your stomach, okay. your abdomen. And make the sound of the feeling. No words. <laughs> okay. Just make the sound of the feeling. It's going to be a little difficult. I'll help you with it if we have to. Okay, great. This okay. is like, this is so vulnerable of me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know. Uh, but, we're, but everybody, everybody has gone through something like this. So, okay. and, and it really helps people when you share this. Oof. So go ahead make the sound See. of <clears throat> that, that awful contraction. It was like oh. a crying, like a, oh, oh, oh. It, it, do that. Go ahead and make the sound. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. Yeah. So it was definitely a, like a crying or like a, it was less about the money being stolen. It was more about my mom lying to me. It like, was the betrayal. It was a betrayal of that. It was, it was, and, and so I would have been okay with the maid had stolen, but I knew that wasn't true. Okay. And using the power word technique, Mm -hmm. you would do things like, I release my need to feel betrayed. I release my need to feel betrayed. I'd like you to look at how many times in your life you have felt betrayed. 
That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, so totally. that's the theory that the, the, these traumatic things, the things that are formed in tra- childhood, if they're not expressed, they become the force behind our life stories. So when you work through the mm-hmm. betrayal, and I mean, this is what I do with my clients, you're not going to need it anymore. You're mm-hmm. not going to draw it in anymore. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm okay, not going to attract it anymore, you, basically. I'm not going to attract the continue. I feel betrayed, so I'm going to continually attract that. Is that until you get it out of your system, until all those neuropeptides that are stuck in your in your abdomen are out of your system, and then you don't have a need for betrayal anymore. Mm. It's amazing you, how that happens. What do I replace that with? Ah, recognize, release, replace. Okay. 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 So another you, technique. The moment you said that, my brain's like, we'll replace it with something. Something, <laughs> yeah. right. So, so when you're feeling betrayed, mm-hmm. what would you rather be feeling in that situation? In other words, can you give me an example of when you were betrayed other than with the money in the, in the shoebox? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I share this story all the time about my bankruptcy. Yeah. I c- came home one day from uh, an event and I built a business for zero to a million dollars and came home and everything was gone. Oh, and... look at the story that you created. Exactly. <laughs> but like it was when you were way eight. bigger. <laughs> 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 Threw me into a massive bankruptcy and foreclosure. So, yeah. Okay. So, so the message is, you know, get over this. You have to understand yeah. how to do it. So before you actually went bankrupt, Mm -hmm. what were the signs that you had that that was going to happen? Ooh, it didn't just happen one day. I mean, unless I mean, unless someone took your money away, he did. Were you were you paying attention? I could probably look at where I wasn't paying attention to the fullest level. Um, I was really focused on the making of the money. In the business building, I wasn't really focused on every single number. No, coming out the door. You you weren't watching your P&L and your cash flow. No. And that's why I learned about cash flow management because when I went bankrupt, it's because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I definitely wasn't paying attention because I had a business partner, right? And he, my goal was just to keep pushing in the, you know, pushing in the sales and he was yeah. focused on the quote unquote, the money side, man, woman. Okay. That's kind right. of where I went. He was okay. like, oh, I'll handle it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, I'll trust you. And then I like focus on the sales and then, you know, boom. Yeah. He, he okay. watched it already. So, <laughs> so you had a need yeah. to act out that drama from childhood <laughs> well, and you did a great job of creating the situation. I feel like I should Remember I said that the emotions inform our behaviors, our beliefs inform our behaviors. On some level, you hadn't dealt with the grief of the loss. You hadn't dealt with the betrayal. You hadn't dealt with the shock. So the question is, okay, I recognize what's going on and I feel betrayed. Now, not everybody would feel betrayed in that situation. There's a whole bunch of different things. Someone else might have said, I felt so stupid because of what I had done, mm-hmm. rather than saying betrayed. So you can say, what would I rather be feeling? Hmm. And you could have been feeling grateful for the experience. <laughs> you know? In other words, there's And this is a personal thing. What would I rather be feeling? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a habit of disappointment. They're always disappointed in the outcomes of their stories. 
So I'll say, well, what would you rather be feeling? And the answer is probably satisfied. And then I'll say, well, do you know how to feel satisfied? Do you know how to feel grateful in difficult situations? And so you have to teach yourself that set of feelings. And at the same time, release your need for the betrayal. Does that make sense? Yeah. So release. So, so what I'm just kind of rephrasing what you're going to say, right? So maybe people hear it differently is you're releasing the feeling that you felt in the moment and then beginning to create new feelings to replace it with. In, in other so, words, so each time you go near that, because you, you have a number of things that were involved with that grief, mm-hmm. uh, betrayal, betrayal. Uh, really sense a heavy sense of loss which also relates to your parents' divorce. Uh-huh, absolutely. Anytime that someone goes through a divorce or the death of a loved one, there's this incredible sense of loss that is so difficult to express that we tend to create life stories that allow mm-hmm. us to feel the loss. Mm. So if I were working with you, I'd also look at that whole divorce experience. Right. Because the the empty shoebox was sort of the 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 climax of the divorce experience. Yeah, no, it really was. It was about a year after after what yeah. I call the divorce was complete. And I, you know, my, the it was a three year jury divorce trial it took three years. And it was the first jury divorce trial in all of Harris County, which is at Houston, which is a quite large city. A first jury divorce trial ever in the history of the court of in, wow. in South Texas. <laughs> Yeah. And it was all over the papers and stuff like that. Like, I don't remember it. I was told this, right? So it's, yeah, it was very traumatic. And then, so that quote unquote happened about a year or so after it was completed, you know what I mean? Like the world completed. Yes, right. So, and then uh, that happened. And I think the betrayal for me came, you know, was the harsher part was, it was because my mom, you know, it was like a parent, like the only parent I got now, you know what I mean? And she was mm-hmm. it. She was all I had. So because the other parent was gone at this point, okay, which is my father. So, uh, yeah, there was a huge amount of betrayal. Now, I, it's frustrating to hear you say, like, well, you did a great job of like, recreating that. I'm like, oh, I did. Great. Take a bow. Awesome. Now, let's stop that. You know, I don't want that to happen again, right? So okay, I think that's so, what you're talking about. So underneath it all yeah. has to be a sense of love and forgiveness for yourself. Mm, yeah. Okay. In other words, you didn't do anything wrong no. and you reacted absolutely normally to the situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just became a habit. So it's not like you did anything wrong. It's not like you're bad in any way, shape or form. It's not like you have to prove anything, which a lot of entrepreneurs that's, Oh, I got to prove them. I'm good. That I'm okay. That I'm right. rich, that I'm not going to be taken advantage of. Mm. It's it's learning to be present with yourself and to be okay wherever you are, because wherever you are today is what you need to become who you're becoming. Mm. I have the advantage of age, so I can see how all the stuff I went through in my life has brought me to a place where I have so much value in the world because of what I learned. Mm-hmm. And by not picking on myself and getting rid of all that negative self-talk, I can truly model for people inner peace. Mm-hmm. And not many people can say that. So do you think that do you think that's possible 
to do that at a younger age versus wait till you're older. Yeah, yeah, because all this stuff I had to figure out yeah. is available today. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And I mean, I do coaching over Skype and Zoom and my clients are learning stuff from me. And there's actually an energy adjustment I do over Skype and Zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, I the business that I had that went bankrupt was a big crystal business. So I'm very into energy and energy manipulation. And I use all these things I've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. And and help people get from point A to point B a whole lot quicker than I did. You know, you, you so I love what you're talking about. I want to just loop, loop back to entrepreneurs. And you said something at the very beginning of the show, which was about our business is ourselves. I'm paraphrasing what you said, where, you know, sometimes entrepreneurs go, well, I don't need to work on myself. I don't, I'm just focused on the service or product that I'm pushing. And I'm like, you know, the business is an extension of yourself. I think that's what you said. Yes, the business is an yes. extension of yourself. And it's so true. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients on this, myself on this, my fiance on this. He's a chiropractor. And he, when he complains that there's not enough clients coming in or whatever, I'm like, okay, let's focus on your, what's going on internally. Yeah. First, let's look at that and see how we can shift that. And then things are going to open up. And every time he does, he's like, boom, there's a new client that walks in the door, you know, or a new patient. So, I think it's really an important piece to hone in on why are you why are you helping clients do this and then what's the point? The point is is that once you build your money muscles and find all these these connections to money and emotions, it will shift your career and your business. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in order for me, I've been in business for myself for 40 years. Well, actually, there was that 10 years when I gave everything I owned away and went wandering. So that hardly counts. But I've been in business for myself for a long time. And I've been online doing business online for 21 years, which is a long time. And I've managed to keep it going. And what I do is Mm -hmm. with any business, there's ups and downs, ups and downs. And during the downs, I always ask myself, well, what am I feeling? And why do I need to be here? There's nothing that's happening to you that isn't, that isn't an opportunity for your personal growth. Mm. And money is such a perfect mechanism for growing because you have to deal with it every day. It's your personal energy that you're exchanging with the world. It's an energy thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. And once you understand that it's your method of connecting to the world, then you can look at, well, am I feeling alone today? Mm-hmm. And, and, and people will say, I need more money. No, you need more people because money comes from people. Uh, one of the things I came to understand in the last year or so is the connection between under-earning and touch deprivation and over-earning 
and touch deprivation. People don't think of over-earning, but how many more millions do you really need? You know, it's like this obsession for more and more and more. And that comes from your very early childhood experience of not bonding properly, not getting your emotional needs met, so that you have this sense of longing as a child, longing for touch, longing for more, longing for daddy, whatever it is, that sense of longing is what's informing your decisions. So when you say I'm longing for more money, the thing that you need is not more money. It's understanding that thread of longing that has been in your life so long, you don't even recognize it's there. That's really interesting. So I definitely know some people like that who more, 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 right? It's all about feeding, feeding, feeding. Like, what are you feeding? You know, you have a lot. So, and then what is a lot and what's enough? And there's a whole thing there. But I wanted to ask you a question. I had a friend of mine who shared this with me, a mentor. And he said, uh, what you focus on expands is the money, you know, energy, mm-hmm. focus on your health, your health gets better, focus on your relationship, your relationship gets better. He goes, the problem is on people, they had the same concept, but when you focus on your money, your money gets bigger. He's like, that's not true. This is his theory. I'm, I'm going to ask you what you think. His view is focus on helping more people. When you focus on helping more people, that's where money comes from. Right. It's so not, it's that? not about money. It's about people because money comes from people. Yeah. So he says, <laughs> what well, you focus on expands. So focus on helping more people. Do you agree yes, with that? Yes, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And money is not going to fix anything. I know a lot of wealthy people who are no happier than the people I know who are struggling financially. It's never about money. It's about the feelings. And, and people have this fantasy that if they have more money, everything's going to be fine and they forget to learn how to manage the money. So that goes away or they're afraid of getting, getting screwed by their financial advisor, which can happen. (laughs) It's not like, you know, in, in the financial advisor world, they don't have a thing that they have to do things in their client's interest. No, I mean, they don't, you know, they so, don't. So you better learn how to manage your money or how to talk to your advisor or how to recognize the signs when right. it's not going well. And money is not easy. It, it's difficult to discipline and take care of. And if, if you think you're going to be People say, well, I want to be wealthy so I don't have to think about money. <laughs> the more wealthy you are, the more you have to think, think about, about money. money. Yeah, you have to constantly <laughs> be managing that conversation. You know, people always talk about, well, focus on your passion and money will come. I'm like, I'm not a big uh, fan of that. Uh, that's yeah. fantasy. It's fantasy. Fantasy thinking. It is Because, fantasy. you know, money doesn't just fly in the window. <laughs> what? No, Joan. Are you kidding me? Because I'm sitting here waiting for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I used to visualize money flying in the window. And when I had my business, it pretty much did fly on in the window that when I had the crystal business, I mean, I, I went from zero to in today's money, $500,000 in a year mm-hmm. within four years. But then it went away because yeah. I had no idea how to manage it. And I hadn't dealt with my feelings of shame and deprivation. And that's one thing they talk about the, the show, The Secret, the movie, The Secret, this is old, the um, book, right. The Secret. You visualize, visualize money just yeah, coming right. towards it's, you. It's BS. Yeah, it's BS. Okay, thank you. I'm so, we, we were on the same page, girl, because I'm a big believer in that. It's like they, they're missing half, the, half of it. You know, there's like, they're telling right. them half the story. There's a, yes. There is a part of what you focus on expands, okay? But focus on money, money doesn't expand. 
Right. No, and if you focus on taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. then your health expands. Mm, I haven't eaten sugar in 43 years. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right there alone, I should probably have you back on just for that. That's pretty uh, impressive. When the doctor said to me, if you stop eating sugar, you won't be depressed anymore in 1973, I went home and I have never eaten sugar again. And what? within two days, I wasn't depressed anymore. Well, he was a very good doctor. Nowadays, they would give you a pill. That's right. And, uh, and well, don't, uh, the whole medical system thing yeah, is a whole other thing. Because I was a very sick person. And the doctor, I had a doctor who told me I could never be healthy. I was just a hypochondriac. And I should get used to all my disorders. And I said, that's not my story. And I, I read books on physiology and biology and microbiology and, and nutrition. And this was in the early 1970s where there was one health food store in Los Angeles. That was it, you know, and there weren't a whole lot of books and there was no internet. So I had to figure out how to fix it. And it took me a long time, but I'm really healthy now. And um, I exercise, I get enough sleep. I mean, all of these things are part of making more money yeah. because if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're probably not taking care of your money. Oh, so true. Oh my God, it's so true. Well, I just want to say thank you for this conversation. It's been profound. And I'm going to say your website is prosperityplace.com, prosperityplace.com. Is there any other place that you want people to go to or any kind of free gift or anything like that that you want to share? Well, I'd like you to, to mention that there sure. is a course called Financial Freedom Formula, uh, a holistic blueprint for success that there's a link to my programs on prosperityplace.com. Uh, actually, I can give your audience a free copy of Build Your Money Muscles. Yes, if they go to prosperityplace.com slash B-Y-M-M free, all one word, they can get a free copy of Build Your Money Muscles. Oh, wonderful. B-Y-M-M free. Free, yes. Right, and that's after prosperityplace.com. Okay, wow. Well, I'm going to go there now because I was going to go buy it. So there you go. And is your book, your newest book, is it already released, the new, the search for yeah, it's connection? It's on Amazon.com. Wonderful. I can't get freebies for that. That's okay. Um, and it's the story of when I gave away everything I owned and went wandering for quite a long time and wound up building that crystal business. Oh, nice. Well, I'm going to definitely get that as well. That's the search for connection, a spiritual journey to physical, emotional, and financial health found on Amazon.com. Joan, thank you so much for being on The Win. Really and honored. And, and it's, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed meeting you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, everyone. This is The Win with Heather Havenwood. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 72000. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 72000, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a Sexy Boss Wrap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.